When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you ready? Are you ready for the return of Judy? Yes, that's right. Judy and I had a fabulous, very long, very expansive conversation last year. It was a two-parter, as a matter of fact. And this is a two, maybe a three-parter. That remains to be seen. However, this is part one. And we get into a lot of mental health issues and um, fun uh, as we did last time but of course this is now after my bipolar 2 diagnosis I wanted to dub in a party noise there but I don't seem to have my uh, soundboard anyway that doesn't matter because you're going to hear the party you're going to hear the fun you're going to hear the mirth mayhem and magic of Judy Every week now, as you may have noticed, Mondays are Movie Club Mondays. A lot of exciting titles to announce. Grease 2 with Eureka. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Tom Schwartz of Vanderpump Rules. And I won't tell you exactly when, because you know what? Suspense, it's the spice of life. And then while you're listening to this delightful conversation, rate and review the show, please. It's a tremendous help to anyone who does a show, and I say thank you for myself and everyone else. The five-star review is the most sophisticated review, and you, by dint of listening to this show, are a true sophisticate. Okay, now the show, after the theme song. Is that a tea? It is. Would you like some iced tea? <gasps> no, I have. I brought some. Oh, but okay, green tea. So unsweetened it's, green tea. And and do show the camera what you're drinking out of. Yes, it's the Madonna in clear pink um, goblet. Bless the goblets. Yeah. Now, and it looks like white wine, which is the norm. But I'm driving. <laughs> well, yeah. I remember you had a very uh, sensible bottle with you. I did last time. I did. I didn't finish it. No, and that's the other thing. It was very, um, what's the word? I can't think of responsible. it. Responsible. Thank you very much. Drink responsible. It's a good word to forget sometimes, you, you know? Yeah. And then I went to High Tops and had like some chicken nuggets or stri- strips or something. Oh, yeah. That was so good. I don't think I've eaten at High Tops. I think I was there one time. It's a, it's funny. I live down the street from all these places that I've mm-hmm. either never been to or been to once or twice. Mm-hmm. I don't think I even went there willingly i think someone was there and invited me but yeah the bayou's my favorite oh okay i've heard that place is great it's like mm-hmm. across the street from tom tom or, or yeah pump probably probably directly across the street from mother load oh okay yeah or bottega louis that's pretty yeah that that pretty much works i finally did a, oh go ahead right next to stash 
Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll have to check that out. Is that like barbecue or is it just a, a bar? Bayou? Yeah. It's mainly cocktails and drinks and Oh, gotcha. Okay. Happy hour, but they have like fried pickles, tater tots, a lot of fried, a lot of fried things. It, and I think gumbo. Oh, okay. Because it's like southern yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Funny, I'd be like, what the hell are they doing with gumbo there? <laughs> it's called the bayou. Um, when I was in Charleston with Ada, we got diverted when we were headed to Florida. Uh-huh. Remember that biblical level flood yeah. that happened? So thankfully, our flight did not land at Fort Lauderdale like an hour earlier mm. because all the people were stuck in the airport. Did you see the footage? I mean, of course, I was on a flight and then diverted to Charleston. So we watched a lot of this. I don't know if I saw that footage or something in New York. Oh, there was a bad thing there, too. Maybe I didn't see that footage. And it's one of those things, like, why, with all the nuttiness going on in the world, it's like, oh, I can excise that. I can avoid that. I'm not in Florida. What do I care? Fuck that. Get <laughs> the, out of there. The, the water was so high, it was obscuring the signs that say gate, you know, like, this airline, that airline. Stop. And then they tried to pretend that they were going to have flights open in the morning. So we had to leave our hotel and the whole time going, this isn't, this isn't good. Like this is a fool's errand. And they started boarding the flight. And then I went on Twitter and found out that the destination airport had been canceled, had been closed. You know, they said no more uh-huh. flights. Cause oh, what are they going to do? How many buckets can there be? A biblical level flood. So they lied to us basically, or they're just clowns. Lied for sure. Yeah, they lied. They fucking lied. <laughs> Airlines and are the worst. They're the. They just want money. They're way. They're way worse now. Like mm. it's just like they treat people like animals. A friend of mine flew first class. They kept him on plane uh, on the tarmac for six hours, seven hours, and then said we're deplaning. <laughs> uh, no. I, I would want to kill somebody. Just let them off and go to Chili's. Exactly. Get a margarita. Come back. They're probably going to be in a better mood. They're going to be in a much better wor- Fed. mood. Yeah. In a better world, I almost said. Yeah. We, we should be. We could be. Completely different world. Oh, it's they handed out vouchers and then told Ada, oh, these wouldn't be good for a, a family with a child. <laughs> you might oh want to find something else. And we were like, okay, what if we were indigent? Uh, there was one guy like, can I please can I please sleep here? They're like, sorry, we closed the airport. I was like, what the fuck? What are you, are you gonna what do you expect them to do? I know. They could have been a, someone's family that they paid a ticket for going to a funeral. I don't know. You know. Just out on the street in the flood. Yeah, out on the street for a living, as Kiss once said. <sighs> so there's been a, a lot of stuff going on since we last visited. And yes. uh, one of those things, which I guess we can get to right off the bat, because it does color everything, yes. is uh, our shared condition of bipolar. <gasps> yes. <laughs> ah, praise be. Praise. Uh, bipolar 2? Are you bipolar 2? Bipolar 2. Two. Two. Razor okay. glass, yes. Bam. Cheers. To the second. <laughs> sure, one's cool, but, you know. Uh, the best type. Yes, exactly. It's just like Godfather Part 2. Some people say it's better, mm-hmm. you know? I and do. listen, I, I have every once in a while looked at the symptoms listed on one, and I'm like, well, okay, so the hypersexuality, I think I have that all the time anyway, but still, <laughs> if that was like the thing that I was like, whoa, I'm fucking way too much, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> I think there is like a, a pretty big Venn diagram. That's the. Int- yeah. I think it's the longevity of it and the intensity, from what I've read, because I think it's like, because um, once I was diagnosed, I got pretty, like, hyper vigilant about it. Yes, and was thinking everything was. Yeah. And so my psychiatrist made me make a list and was like, if it's not to this level, 
you can calm down. Just deal with the certain symptoms, like, you know, do behavioral changes to yes. try to regulate yourself. But if it gets to this level, let's, you know, figure something out. Call me. Let's get some emergency medication or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has to do with the like amount of days, weeks, months. And if you were, you know, have spent 50000 in a week, <laughs> that might be a problem. That's right. Yeah, because I mean, I feel very fortunate not to have mm-hmm. those things. I mean, of course, I'm sure we've both made uh, sort of not sensible mm-hmm. uh, decisions about money mm-hmm. at some point because of being in an episode, particularly before we knew. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm fairly new to the club. I uh, I I found out last year, but mm-hmm. uh, thankfully found out because then it makes it makes a lot of stuff in the past, yeah, understandable as I'm sure it was for you. It explains a lot of things. You're like, oh, because you, people would probably think like if you're diagnosed, you would feel crazy, but it mm-hmm. it makes you feel less crazy knowing that. Yes, it you're does. Crazy. It really does. <laughs> and it's scientifically like studied. And other people have gone through it and survived. And a lot of them are geniuses. So you're in a good club. It's a good club. Like I started to do my research last year of my own like choosing. I'm looking up Joe Strummer from The Clash because I was mm-hmm. like, there's something that tells me. And everything I read about him, there people would say, oh, he had really high highs, but like yeah. the lows were bad. No one would ever say. Mm-hmm. Th- someone said, I think he was manic depressive. He also... They, he was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. which that happens. Mm-hmm. That happens. And I think substance abuse a lot of times is mm-hmm. caused by that. I was looking at clips of John Cassavetes, one of my mm-hmm. favorite filmmakers. Uh, and I'm like, oh, he was totally bipolar. Because mm-hmm. he'd be like one guy and then another guy, but never like, not like six guys. <laughs> yeah. Just- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that like multiple personality or borderline personality well borderline's interesting i still try to i try to get a a handle on what that is because it to me it's a little opaque Mm -hmm. and i think it's different for each person that has it Mm. and sometimes there is Mm. co-occurring bpd and bipolar and that's one where you look at symptoms because i always look at every symptom for anything and Mm -hmm. i try to stay off quora because it's not really yeah you don't know who's writing it right it could be ai it could be uh (laughs) like someone in their mom's basement or both and uh (laughs) so that one i'm not i can't really speak to because i don't know enough about it and i feel like irresponsible to but i know what i do know is that there's something called splitting in it which i think this is not to invalidate anything about it but i think if people could imagine really just to get people like uh, for understanding purposes hmm. um and i wasn't dancing right there i, I lose my headset all the time <laughs> just in case you were wondering yeah i wasn't that's not part of bipolar so don't worry about catching it and if you want to get some go to the store now right <laughs> it's it you'd be losing money not buying it so <laughs> um was oh yeah so bpd there's something in it uh, that i've read about splitting where yeah. people will be idealized and then if something bad happens or something is counter to your view of the person or you feel abandoned by them that you paint them black they say oh and i think for the to help the understanding of that it's like i think everyone sometimes does that when they're yeah. mad i mean because there's the bipolar rage which is just the best mm-hmm. um but again, it's one of those things. I, I know a couple people who are BPD and are working on it, and they've told me some stuff. So again, I feel like I can't speak at um, length about it. Yeah, but even I though I just did, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know enough about it. I want to research, but I've spent all my time researching bipolar. So 
Yeah, I need to learn more about that, but honestly, I don't know that much now. I, I had a friend or a coworker whose sister was recently diagnosed with yeah um, borderline personality, and she t- yeah. just told me, you know, anecdotal symptoms. But I want to know some more, you know, research on it. Because legendarily, the worst example that was in the media of it was Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction. Oh, the bunny boiler. And all that. So a lot of people were really upset about that. Because I don't know if in the film they say she has BPD. I'm not sure. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. What does Tara have in United States of Tara? Oh. Multiple personality disorder? Let's look that up. <laughs> let's go to the tape, Bob. I always like quoting the NFL guys. Because that's the only thing I like about the, the games. Is the guy going, well, we're waiting for Johnson to come back on the field. And while we do, uh, you know, I got to talk about Ferguson. Ferguson has been making an incredible effort this year. Ever since he came over from Minnesota, which was a surprise to all of us. He is really, I just looked up effort from Minnesota. Um, <laughs> let's see, United States of Terror. We're just going to check out right now and see what Tara has. Because uh, if this is a, is it a documentary show you're saying? Or is it a... TV show. It's a TV show. We love TV shows. We're on TV right now. So, um, let's see. United States of Terra. I can't imagine how like how much those guys are memorizing each night about the <laughs> the players. Like I know. I, I'm not interested at all, but strictly like impressed by how much they know. I, I guess if someone asked me about drag race, I'd know a lot. <laughs> that's the thing. And if you coupled it with like sort of that mo- I, and I love all the announcer stuff. You know yeah. what I mean. And it's just I would love it because like, I remember Howard Stern talking about DJs in the old days. Yeah, they're just like saying almost nothing, but they're saying something. Yeah, and they have to fill time. Yeah, so it's just like da 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 da. But they're not. There's no ums. It's there's like no ahs. To the integrity. Yes, it is with facts and like. There's no filler. They're just talking, 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 talking. Right, and they are saying talking facts. Heads. They are. Yeah, exactly. And maybe they have like sheets laid out. I, I love old footage too of Howard Cosell because before they had lav mics, he had this mic like on a stand sitting on his chest. It was just like on a in a necklace basically. Oh. Yeah, and meanwhile he's sitting down. Like what do you sir, what can you just have a <laughs> like do you need what are you that rambunctious and you know but you need both hands free for your vodka. I don't know how that works. I don't know. Uh, let's see. United oh, United States of Terra and my borderline personality. So the main character Tara or Tara, played by Tony Collette, has dissociative identity disorder, dissociative. formerly known as multiple identity. Uh, Kelly Mantle was on talking about having this uh, dissociative identity disorder, known as multiple personality disorder, or previously have. Oh, and this person who's writing it has borderline personality disorder. Okay, and then- they. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'd hope someone that worked high up on the show would clarify. Have, yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, have a yeah. Good experience and yeah, you know. and I don't know if that person's reviewing it or or what oh. it might be, but um, I'm sure. I have a feeling. I know I read something about it or yeah. someone involved in the in the creative. Good. Yeah, because or at least a what's it called a um, consultant. A consultant, someone skilled in the art. Yeah, as they say in the legal biz. Um, I also. Yeah, I think the more portrayals of stuff, mm-hmm. as honestly as possible, mm-hmm. is good. Because, like, for instance, BPD, that, well, bipolar did, when they called it manic depression, there was a heavy stigma to it. Mm-hmm. And also the treatment was kind of barbaric. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother had it mm-hmm. and uh, didn't do terrifically, didn't my do a lot of great stuff. My didn't either. Really? Mm-hmm. And it, it's in, yeah, it's in, it's always in the bloodline, too. Yeah. So that's something good to check out. Um, it was, f- go ahead. It's It's interesting. My mom never told any of us that 
her dad had bipolar, but he was very like zombified oh. watching CMT all day long. Wow. Um, and she never, I never even questioned why. I just thought he was a very quiet, lazy guy. <laughs> I don't want to say lazy, but very like stoic, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of personality, just kind of chill. Yeah. Almost like catatonic. Yeah. Watching CMT, which I love music videos. So maybe that went in the bloodline too. (laughs) But then I realized later after I told her I was diagnosed, she was like, oh yeah, that's what my dad had. And he was on lithium. Oh, that's, yeah. so I was like, that makes sense. And it was a lot less regulated and the dosage was horrible back then, I think. Yeah. So it all kind of made sense. But I wish I would have known that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> before i kind of wish i put it together that my grandma had it my uncle had it and he had a real terrible drinking problem which uh-huh. of course because people didn't know in the 60s yeah. he's got these horrific moods going on mm-hmm. and that's another reason why i wish there was more compassion for people with substance use disorder or yeah. whatever is the best way to say it um and then whatever my mom has anxiety and stuff but anyway if it's in your bloodline it's in your bloodline and yeah. it's whichever and maternal bloodline i think is stronger i could be wrong about that because that's my situation and maybe i'm just biased okay yeah yeah so we're the maternal bloodline gang we're gonna go get some jackets and beat some people up perfect good like the pink ladies but a lot meaner yeah the red ladies (laughs) you have the vicious we've grown up the red women it looks like the vicious red ladies are here we're gonna take a break right now go to commercial so we can hide in the back you enjoy the show and uh god bless exactly so um Substance abuse is an interesting thing, too. Did you ever grapple with any substances before getting diagnosed and getting medication? I know it was you were pretty young when you got diagnosed. Mm. Younger than me, anyway. Yeah. I think alcohol abuse, for sure. Mm-hmm. And just, like, and it wasn't, it's never been constant, like, every day. But when I would be in, like, a celebratory mood, especially starting drag. Yes. Drinking, binge drinking. Yeah. In a certain amount of hours, just too much per hour. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that dance. I yeah, did. <laughs> yeah, and I'd wake up and not like during weekdays. I wouldn't want to drink at all, but it was intense in intervals. When you did it, it was like, yeah, look yeah. out, look out, folks. Shots and shots and shots. Yeah, it's showtime, folks. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And I still I love my wine, but I had to switch uh-huh. to wine because when I would be out. At the gay bars, they pour such strong drinks. That's right. Yeah. And I would be like, you know, counting drinks and pacing myself. But then I'd be like, oh my gosh, this isn't in ratio with the number of drinks that I had. Right. So with wine, and this is, I'm not prescribing this tactic to anyone because it can go wrong. <laughs> but with wine, I'm like, okay, I know with with three drinks over this many hours, I'll feel this way. Yeah. And so I can kind of pace myself and, um, you know... Titrate. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a word we learn about a lot when we're, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, but now I've also used an app that tracks your drinks. Oh, okay. Set goals and then text it like emojis of a wine. Really? (laughs) And it'll count. And you're like, wee. Yeah. And then it'll tell you like, okay, you set this goal of three drinks. You got two. It'll like send you little, um, like motivation or goals. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not very diligent with it. I'll admit, but I have, you're trying. Mm-hmm. Progress trying. is uh, progress, right? Yeah, yeah. And I tell my husband like, 
we set intentions for for the night yes because if i don't if i just go like you know with no plans or limits in mind then i'll drink too much just in the moment right because it's so fun yes but then you're just like you know fucked up not fucked up but your brain is fucked for the next few days yeah or it sends you into something well it would send me into horrific anxiety and rumination yeah which you think or i thought was like unique to me like you're like what's wrong with me why am i thinking about every horrible thing that happened to me in my life and then blaming it on myself whether or not it was my responsibility yeah throughout like birth till now or at least when i started to remember memories Mm -hmm. and then when i stopped drinking which is like sometime around 20 years ago and i know it's funny it's funny to me like a lot of people have a stop date and like bless them and i understand that i know it was a christmas i don't know what year (laughs) i just don't know what year and um i had one or two i don't like calling them slips but and i may have reviewed this on the show before but welcome to my house um (laughs) the christmas 2020 Mm. By myself, been by myself, and, and I was. I had a used to have a full bar for guests. Mm-hmm. Didn't never touched it. Never even thought about it. It's like looking at cleaning products. Oh. You know what I mean? And like, and I'm thankful for that. You know, I know it's not that simple for a lot of people, and it's not like I didn't do other things mm-hmm. after. So let's just say that very mm-hmm. uh, plainly, because um, I would not ever want to be insensitive to people who do whatever you know other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have food. I've had problems with that my whole life. And so, anyway, <laughs> you can trace it all back to this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that Christmas, I was like, mm, I'm pretty pretty fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's try that. Let's see what that's like. Yeah. The world's over, so uh, <laughs> don't have to worry about the world. Five minutes into it, I was like, yeah, this is a bad idea. Oh. This is not for me. Because I started to get queasy. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that, too. That yeah. I Because, you know other folks it's like one and you're kind of who knows when you might stop so i thank my lucky stars or jeepus or whoever <laughs> you know i want to be reverent to the lord um jeepus yeah but i certainly and we joked about it last uh, time we talked uh but ketamine i certainly used a lot of that mm-hmm. and i realize now it was when i was in the depressive mm-hmm times which sometimes of course the fun of it is depressive and agitated it's yeah isn't that weird and agitation can be in both the yes Venn diagram of anxiety or depression isn't it wonderful it, i yeah. love that <laughs> isn't it so cut and dry it's so helpful it's so great it's so helpful when you're talking to your loved ones and for no reason you're just like Ugh, and you're like i should be enjoying this so no like again back to getting diagnosed Mm. then you know why that's happening yeah and you're not like i'm a bad person like i felt like mean to him but someone i love and yeah do you ever have the thing where you feel guilty about something you didn't do you didn't say you refrain yeah. from doing it absolutely that is th- for just thinking something and be like oh god yeah i had to call my psychiatrist one time where i was ruminating on something that i just thought and he gave me a good example of his colleague and classmate when he was um getting his doctorate she would have these thoughts of like what if i you know sexually assaulted my niece or nephew oh wow yeah and so she would tell like him and want to like she was really like concerned and everything and he was like you know you will never do that it is a thought and it holds no power so just let it out that's really you yeah know? it's am- yeah it's literally not causing any harm it's a thought you didn't act on it let it go right it's just a fear 
like a fear of um germs or something like it's it's yeah. up there it's like a the howard hughes type of thing mm-hmm. but i don't think thoughts like that or like i remember when i was younger and probably during a period of intense stress driving and seeing a, a pedestrian like oh my god what if i hit him yes. what if i hit him yes and the other day i was washing my hands it's so weird how things come to you when you're either washing your hands or peeing mm-hmm. it's like the liquid somehow showers <laughs> yes a lot of things come to my head in showers yes exactly and, and when you're ruminating sometimes you're like i don't want to shower <laughs> no sometimes we have a sorry we have a pool and a hot tub at our little complex yeah and i'm like i can't get in there i, I have to be distracted for a while because if i'm in the water i'll just be like thinking about <laughs> random things sometimes i've noticed uh i'm like how come i'm not listening to music and that's, that's a two-way street because sometimes i put the music on and i'm like oh why didn't i just listen to that yeah and then other times i put it on and suddenly it's like because i have adhd too associative thinking which is in both uh gift baskets of these things and it's like ping 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 the dominoes go down and suddenly i'm thinking about something from like 25 years ago yeah. and really so then i'm like oh god put on a podcast because then they're talking yeah yeah so thank you all of you out there who are listening to this right now because you have the same thing we're here for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah the um i do like listening to podcasts except for if i have to when i'm at work i yeah. used to have pretty mindless um, duties at work where I, it was a lot of muscle memory i worked in a lab and so i was doing all of these tests throughout the day very precise movements but once you get used to it you can just do it all day long so i listen to podcasts all day but now i'm using my brain a little bit more so i can't but well, on my way to work i will listen to it yeah i found it hard to edit my show while listening to a podcast i don't know why mm-hmm. it's strange why? i know it's weird i'm gonna have to look into that two conversations at once <laughs> is my nightmare oh it's horrible every once in a while i just i'm checking something and then i'm like there's two things going on like that speaker's playing and i was like i can't mm-hmm. that like certain audio auditory things yeah. are really difficult for me mm-hmm. same with you yes definitely at restaurants yeah i would love to have a corner booth or a corner like what's it called is it always called a booth if it's not a specific chair uh, you're not like in a booth but you're sat against the wall oh on yeah like a bench type of like thing. like the mob you want to see who's yes. coming in and you can't get shot corner. in the back yes <laughs> and it's auditory too so i i can mainly hear the person in front of me yeah and not conversations like this way this way this way this way yeah because i have That's dog hearing as well i mean i have a little tinnitus i mean I, I can hear i can go oh i can hear a lot of stuff except in certain restaurants that are poorly sound mm-hmm. designed because mm-hmm. like what's that place the tin roof place down the street connie and bobby's or whatever it's anyway it doesn't matter but there's a lot of restaurants that a they play music too loud b mm-hmm. there's a din because there's reflective surfaces everywhere oh. and it just ping pongs all over Ooh. so yeah uh connie and ted's that's it connie so nice ted's. big promotion for them but the, <laughs> they have like you know east coast seafood which is like a novelty here but mm. uh but and besides that that the, the the rumination though like finding out figuring out that that's related was real helpful and also knowing that that the drinking thing mm-hmm. it's like oh the pay the the swing back on this mm-hmm. is way worse than whatever i'm solving yeah in quotes because it's i realized that it's a quick fix to numb things mm-hmm. and if you're always like hyper stimulated then of course you're going to reach to the easiest thing to numb things but yeah if you're properly medicated and not too numb yeah but less hypersensitive 
then it can be a good balance and there's not negative effects the next day because you're titrated. Yeah, titrated. <laughs> good medicine throughout the day. <laughs> and so you can function. Now, it's interesting about you mentioning lithium because my uncle died of lithium poisoning oh. after many years undiagnosed. And then I don't know what it was. If they weren't checking the blood levels, if they weren't. I also don't really want to be on anything that is that uh, combustive. Yeah. And monitored that much. It, it brings up a red flag that I'm like, hmm, <laughs> this could go south. <laughs> it's like, we're going to give you some poison and yeah. we just want to see how much we can give you yeah. until you keel over. Or just before that, we'll just wheel you back. Now, I know there's a lot of people who lithium is a lifesaver for. Yeah. And I don't know if there's... I think it might be if bipolar one has better effects from that. I wouldn't know because we're in the two club. Of I course. think so. I think so. Okay, and that might be the, that might be the case. And in which case, not God bless because I'm not really religious, but you know, Jeebus bless. Go but get it. You, you know what I'm saying, folks. Uh, I don't want to do any more uh, disclaimers. So uh, <laughs> they get it. Yeah, you know my heart's in the right place or the wrong place, but doesn't matter because you enjoy it. So. Um, Lithium. I, I just when I went to the doctor, and I was in a deeply, deeply agitated state, you know. And also, uh-huh. we, we were having a child. It was like a, a lot to get used to, and which helped to like pop the the top off the masking. Yeah, it's there's no hiding anymore. <laughs> no, no. And then you're just like, here I am, rocking me like a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Uh, masking is a big thing too in every, um, let's say, mental condition or neurodiversity. Yeah. Um. And actually, I'll get back to that in a sec, but gee, wow, the winding thinking. Um, When I went in, I said, um, I'd done the research, but you know, with doctors, you don't want to act like you know too much about the drugs. But this guy was okay. And it was a private doctor in the UK, um, which normally the NHS and it's free, but this was well worth it. And Ada was amazing. She just like helped. She was like, this is what we're going to do. We got to do this. We got to do that and help me tremendously. Um, Good partners can save your life. Yeah, they really can. And I want to know about you and your husband, too. I just want to add that I'm on Lamotrigine, or Dang. a.k.a. Lamactyl. Yes. See, look at that. See, Same. we're going to have that the Bloodthirsty Club or whatever, the, uh, right? <laughs> Red, la- Red Ladies. Red Ladies. Th- sorry, thank you. Red Ladies. Uh, no penalties on the club docket for that, please. Thirsty for blood. Yeah, thirsty for blood. And then also bipolar, too. Mm-hmm. Thirsty for blood. So it works. <laughs> we, don't only, we only have to get Agitation. one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, wait, when you said masking, what do you mean? Um, hey, I'm having a t- terrible time, but I'm acting like I'm having a great time. Okay, that's what I thought, but I just wanted to make sure, yeah, that's definitely, especially when you have a partner, you don't want them to, you know, have to worry all the time. So you're kind of like going through the motions and until you really can't. And exactly. It is obvious <laughs> to everyone. Yeah, and when the, I remember when, I had been sleeping 90 minutes, waking up. I used to tell people when they, they asked me about my, my, I used to have a very, very not, I don't like to say, let's say unorthodox sleep schedule. Cause I don't like to say fucked up sleep schedule, <laughs> you know, cause I think that there's a, 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 a absurd, uh, moral value placed on your, when you wake up. And yeah, it's absolutely, you know, it needs to be different for everyone and there shouldn't be, but yes, exactly. No, I, I uh, you, you hit the nail on the head because that's just like another thing no one needs. Yeah. And there's no like great success like you. Wow, bravo! You wake up at the same time every day. Great. I've been my sleep's been a lot better. And it's not even like you're they're gonna live longer because each person <laughs> needs certain amount. Yes. So if 
if one person stresses their, themselves out trying to fit into the goes to bed at 10, wakes up at 7, then that they're not going to live longer because they tried to act like you. No. Let people be different. From yeah, exactly. Anyway, okay. No, 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 no. Like, uh, that's, that's exactly how I feel, and I appreciate you stating it that way. So now I have more of an orthodox sleep schedule. However, it changes sometimes, but I know if it's about 2 a.m., I'm like, okay, I would like to get this other thing done. Probably better for me to sleep simply because of yeah. the triggers that can set off mm-hmm. things. How do you go to bed? Uh, usually I just like, lay do down. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Listeners know. <laughs> I, they, they're like, they say the same thing. They're always yelling it back at the, at the radio. Uh, the way I go to bed is... Well, let's wheel back to the middle of the pandemic. I would have to trick myself sometimes. Mm. As soon as I got undressed, I sleep naked, folks. Um, I advise, Check it out. Try it sometime. So I would get into bed as if I was going to bed. And the second I was like in bed, going to go to sleep, wide awake. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, I got to get up. Because when I used to wake up and I'd tell people, oh, I woke up an hour after I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And I just thought my body was like, you know, it was just, oh, it just happens to everyone, right? Yeah. And people would be like, I, I don't know. No. And they go, well, don't you just lay there and then go back to sleep? I was like, what are you talking about? That'd be the worst. You're in a prison of your own brain. <laughs> yeah. And you're going, well, I got to lay here. I got That's the thing about letting myself off the hook years ago about the sleep, like you said. Mm-hmm. What was your experience with sleep like before medication? Um... It would be hit or miss. I think before medication, I was always... Was I in school or working? I think it was... Were you working at the school? Th- I was. <laughs> well, first I was in school, working yeah. at the school. And then I was out of school working at a different school. Oh. But I was able to go to bed with either yoga oh. before bed or reading a book Okay. further before bed or Benadryl. Benadryl has always worked really well. And I was talking to my therapist and psychiatrist, and I was like, is this bad if I need this to go to bed? And they were like, it's very mild, mm. so you shouldn't be worried. But if you don't want to be dependent on it, you can incorporate, you know, behavioral things as well. Yeah. So recently, what I've been doing is going not to sleep, but to bed an yeah. hour before. Oh, yeah, yeah. And. I changed the blue light on my phone. This is really annoying tips because it's like everything that would be in Life magazine <laughs> or like Women's Health. Um, but I changed the. Blue well, the secret light. is everything I talk about. I steal from Women's Health. Exactly. Shh, don't tell. That's all I. That's yeah. all I say. You don't. Don't tell listeners. Um, but turn the blue light off on my phone. Go to bed. Read something completely like unrelatable. At first, I was reading. Um, books about bipolar. Oh. I was like, what a horrible thing to do. Because then I'd just be like, um, that's wrong. I did this. I'm so wrong. This is bad. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So um, now I'm reading things that I can't relate to. Such um, as? Um, Andy Warhol's diary. <laughs> Diaries. That's one of the best things ever. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah especially when you're in that state. So, yeah. When and it's, it's like, but sometimes it is relatable. But he's living in such a like, a an exaggerated version and like having dinners and parties with you know halston the, the queen of <laughs> yeah that's right Iran. yeah <laughs> and i'm going to precinct so it's, it's 
<laughs> very relatable. <laughs> and I'm also reading Carrie. Oh wow! Which okay, is, which is fun. Um, yeah, I try to read like a few days of the diaries, and then a chunk of a novel or nonfiction or fiction fiction. I remember when I was in high school and like a bunch of us were sleeping over someone's house. I couldn't sleep. And so I found the Warhol diaries. That's where I discovered mm. it. And I stayed up all night. reading. Really? <laughs> See, my thing is I couldn't get, I couldn't do that for me because I would get absorbed into it oh, yeah. and then I couldn't put it down. And yeah. then suddenly it's daylight out. Yeah. And, or at least it was bef- that way before, but I know now it would be the same. I've wanted to like just binge it. Mm-hmm. But then I've had to limit myself each night because I also want it to last forever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a huge chunk, so it might last my whole life. <laughs> um, so I only read a couple days and then I go to bed. But it's also, it is, I do go down the rabbit hole of the names that he mentions. Oh, yeah. And who's related to who? They're all related to Jackie O, by the way. <laughs> it's, just, it's No, it's true. You're right. It's just part of the book. She's, um, you know, related to everyone in it. <laughs> and yeah, I've, I've been reading that and then a fiction on the side. Hmm. You know, I, uh, I'm wearing my glasses more, which makes it easier to read. I have to get new contacts because I bought like four years worth at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, Are you nearsighted? Yes. Wildly. Mm-hmm. Minus 11 in one eye. The other one's probably just as bad, but mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. who's counting? <laughs> um, so I am reading more. Which is, I used to read voraciously when I was a kid. Stephen King books. Mm-hmm. Actually, the John Belushi book, which then I did a book mm-hmm. report on with a bag of flour taped to the thing. You know, when you have to make like a, a vision board or whatever oh of God. it. Yeah, and the teacher was all upset. I'm like, what? This is what happened in the book. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's like, like, well, okay. that's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's flour. It's not like a, it's nothing. It's not like a fifth grader has a, a big bag of cup blow. <laughs> Come on, you can have some. Yeah. Um, Depends. If you went to school in New York, maybe. Well, could be. you find it on the subway. You, you could be like eight, uh, 8 to 10 and hanging out at the factory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, Drew Barrymore is a movie I love called Mike's Murder. It's not a kid's movie. And then I was reading some stuff about it because I'm doing a movie club on it. And it was like, oh, Drew Barrymore. Or maybe one of the... No, one of the cast told me. Drew Barrymore was at the premiere. I was like, Drew... Drew like we already, she was in it. No, she was in the at the premiere. Oh. Like she watched this movie. <laughs> oh, where at, you know, at the very least, she was like ten and saw like a movie called Mike's Murder. Like it's just that's just a fragment of what her life was like. Who was the little kid that went to Studio Fifty Four all the time? Oh God, who was it? Someone's kid, Tatum Be- O'Neill. Yeah, that's it. I love Tatum. I don't know if the this other woman went, but. Andy was always around Bianca Jagger's daughter. I forgot her. Jade? Name. Yeah. Yeah. Or was it someone else? I think it was a different name. But I it was remember. a Jagger yeah. daughter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, huh. That whole scene is so fascinating. Scene. It's great. I like Halston. Mm-hmm. I love those rabbit holes, though. Mm-hmm. And I think it's clear to anyone who listens, I go down them all the time. Yeah. I love them. And also, um, I thought about when I was having that really like a Grand Mal episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is one of the things that helps to soothe me Mm -hmm. and i'm interested in it anyway but if i can absorb myself in something Mm -hmm. it helps to keep the demons away yeah it's a it's a slippery slope for me because then i'll get so obsessive (laughs) well there's the balance yeah yeah there's the balance and one time i was working on something and it was very stressful and uh, i talked to ada and i was like oh my god wait a second i've been up for 22 hours 
and I wasn't trying to, but there was something that was really stressing me out mm-hmm. about where, uh, someone and and the, the situation, the, the, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I need to either not be in that, figure out how to deal with it, or do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, I'm thankful for instead of being like, oh, I don't know how, I, you know, like that kind of self sabotaging in terms of emotional yeah. damage thing. Did you ever have um, that kind of thing where because you feel a little off, you're like, it's my fault? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And just kind of the woe is me. Like, why was I dealt these cards? Why, you know, do other people have it easy? And I'm like, struggle, struggling just to get by each day. Definitely that. That's the toughest one. I think self-pity is like cancer Mm -hmm. because you, it doesn't take that long to turn into the person you wouldn't want to be. Yeah. And it can happen because of whatever external or internal forces. Mm-hmm. I think just catching it, and I think this is true for anyone, neurodiverse or not, bipolar or not, or whatever. Because the, the life's, 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 life's precious. <laughs> life's, life is precious. Now, mm-hmm. life, there's pressures in life that sometimes are too much. And sometimes they make someone feel like they're the only one who's suffering through something. Yeah. Which I think is a great thing about like sharing all this stuff and not like holding on to it like my secret or yeah. something like that. I've gotten better about that, finding mm-hmm. certain friends that I can, but it's hard not to trauma dump, especially when well, yeah, you, when you have like maybe two friends that you can say everything to. Yeah, and I what's I don't care if anyone did that to me, but I just try not to unload everything at once. Yeah, but it is good to have friends that you can, you know, let it all out with, and they can let it all out with you that's the thing it's got to be reciprocal because mm-hmm. then if it's not and when i first read about that i was like oh fuck i like that's something i would never want to do yeah but especially pre-medication sometimes you don't realize you're talking like i'm 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 very verbose anyway mm-hmm. but then it tips over into this thing where i'm not finishing sentences and i'm onto something new and it's just this thread of you know what i mean what is that called um flight of F- fl- Flight of thoughts? Yes. Flight uh, of f- uh, flight of ideas? the Concords? No. Uh, flight of, uh, yeah. <laughs> something, something flight of. Yeah. And it's pretty common in a hypomanic episode or just someone's personality is kind of like that where it's tangential. Yeah, exactly. Like a, so, And the thing is, I have highly associative thinking. And but at tangency, I can usually wrangle the tangents. Mm-hmm. It's like we go to the tangents, we make round the houses, mm-hmm. go round the roundabout, and then we're back where where I wanted to be, you mm-hmm. know. And that's like what I do on the show with other people yeah. all the time. But there's been some shows where I then was agonizing over them because I just could not keep the thread going. Oh, because I, now I know why. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and listening I, to yourself back. Oh my god! <gasps> and when you're in the middle of a, of a, a depressive episode and like agonizing over listening to yourself in what we know now to be a hypomanic episode oh my god there's some stuff that never came out that's gonna come out because now i know now i don't if i feel like oh i shouldn't listen to that i do and i go this is fine or Mm. because it either something would it would be fine or really Mm -hmm. good but i'd be in a state but i was able to hey you know like do the just like do the mask or whatever yeah and then that and those would be the times I'd be like, oh my god, I'm going to take a nap because you're, you know, you're you're fighting off whatever's in your head, and then I know, uh, yeah, that is tough. That is like it, it, a recipe for oh, like cuckoo bananas yeah. in the middle of the pandemic too. Uh, but 
I'm really happy to be able to understand that. And also, like, because you adapt to maladaptive behavior yeah. pretty quick. And I don't know, it's, again, it's it's that kind of thing. Like, even, I was telling my mom about the ketamine use, which is always fun. To, to, but I was explaining, because <laughs> I, I, I feel like, you know, I'm 47. Like, I'm not going to, or I tell people in, in uh, certain doses, again, the oversharing thing is a, is a problem sometimes. Are they are they actually on my patio? <laughs> leaf so, blowing? I mean, yeah, leaf blowing. I just saw a TikTok. I hate that phrase. I just saw a TikTok. Um, but a woman was like, it started out, you thought she was going to be really serious. And she was like, with everything going on these days, can we just stop leaf blowing? <laughs> I think they can sit there and just kind of go away when they want to. And example A. Yeah. And now... Look, you could. Is, is it, it cement out there? Yeah. Oh, well, no. There's a little. There's a little strip of grass. <laughs> and they're like, we are getting every leaf off of this. Yeah. Did you ever see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. You know, at the end when Leatherface is just doing that swing in the 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 chainsaw around yeah. at the end. I looked out one day and I swear to God that's what I saw. Like basically the leaf blower version of that. The guy was just with a cord. I think so. Yeah, with a cord. And I was like, is he just doing it to make noise so that the guy who's paying him is like, good, good. Yeah. That guy's doing a solid job. He's doing something out there. Yeah. It's like and then pe- when he goes out and sees all the leaves, oh, the wind must have... What? I know. I don't know. Like, you, you should have me in three days a week. Because <laughs> exactly. this is it's bad here. So many leaves. Now, I don't know if it's because they leaf blow. I don't recall ever seeing that many leaves around here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're onto something, yeah. or you're not, and you're I, paranoid. <laughs> ah, <laughs> hey, well, that I don't know what you're talking or, about. I've never been that way. I just got back from Arkansas, and the leaves had just changed, and they were falling, and it was so pretty. I loved it. Well, and I'm from Massachusetts, where people go to visit the, the, the leaves, leaves and stuff. And it's always funny when you're from somewhere, and you're like, "What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You visit? You come here for that?" But that's why maybe I think the leaf situation isn't so severe like, here. What, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you there? doing? They will. It's part of nature. It will yeah. sort of crumble and go. I think it does all get broken down. Yeah, exactly. snowblower. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> you got to get out. That should be yeah. Yeah, the leaf blower. What's the problem <laughs> with the climate these days? I know with everything Political going climate. on, can we just let the um, the uh, behavioral therapy? Mm-hmm. Or modification that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you um, do CBT? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For those not familiar, we're not, and the more kinky, we're not co- talking about cock and ball torture, though some people might find relief <laughs> from these symptoms from that. Uh, it's cognitive behavioral therapy, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I started doing that first in, it was in 2021, I think. Maybe in the summer-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the beginning of summer of 2021. And then I had what I thought was psychosis, but then talked to her and she was like, let's get you a full psyche valve. Then got a psychiatrist in addition to that. Mm, mm-hmm. And then I read um, Women's Health. <laughs> 
Well, we're just cribbing from there right now. That's yeah. the biggest help. <laughs> Screw anyone with a degree. You know, that's go to the source. Mm-hmm. Go right to the source. Right you to know? the source. People don't listen to women. You know why? Because they, they know Hysteria. everything. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I go back and forth. I love magazines. Like, they're one of my, I read a part of a magazine each night, too. But I always get to the point if I'm, you know, just starving for advice and then i'll i'll see myself go to magazines and think i need to do all of these things i need to be uh buy all of these serums and do this and i'm like this isn't helping at all (laughs) no so i have to put those on the back back burner sometimes yeah but i do love magazines i love magazines too although i haven't oh you know what i got a vanity fair subscription somehow Mm -hmm. i don't even remember it was like one of those it's a dollar for the first year oh yeah 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 and then i was like maybe i'll cancel this then the barbara streisand episode uh not episode um funny how that word keeps popping up uh (laughs) the barbara streisand issue over there uh, arrived and I was like, I do have to read the excerpt. Didn't read it, but I got the audio book. Do you know how long it is? No. 47 hours. Shut up. Of her reading it? Yeah, she reads every word. The book must be like... Six 47 f- hours? 47 hours. Oh my God. And now, that thrills me. I'm like, I'm never going to run out of this. Just like the Andy Warhol thing. Exactly. In the first five minutes, she's talked about food so much it's great i love it she's she's talking about the camp she went to as a kid i didn't like it they had terrible potatoes <laughs> so she goes into that yes. level of detail yeah 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 mm-hmm. you think she was voice recording this entire book and then just put it all down on paper? oh yeah th- that'd be yeah i think it was just free association mm-hmm. and then they were like well we'll trim this up for the transcript but <laughs> the editor died wow <laughs> uh, yeah we're just at like age six now <laughs> oh my and then God. it got into something really heavy about her dad and stuff mm-hmm. and actually they talk about like poor diagnoses uh you know improper um medical practices mm-hmm. back then and stuff which isn't it something to be thankful for now like you can go in the doctor goes you need this you need this oh and a tip for folks uh listening or watching do not ask your general uh practitioner if you're in england or your pcp mm-hmm. in this country um, I don't know about other countries because they don't exist, right? It's just Mm-mm. us and them. It's just right. us. That's what I thought. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I thought it was just America at first, then turns out England. There's England too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you speak English, it's it, just yeah, just us. It's, right. That's that's the truth. It's nobody the truth. else. Matters. Nobody else. Nobody else is Kidding, there. Kidding yeah. everyone. <laughs> that's what you call a joke. Yes. Uh, but if you want to clip it out and send it around and have some, you know, <laughs> like hate speech, hate speech. Um, New York Times. <laughs> Judy says, blank, I already forgot what I said. Something horrible. That's why you forgot it. You Always. wanted to see, you, you applied that technique, the doctor said. I took it and I and let it go. Let it go. Let it go. CBT, I find really helpful for a thing that I thought was incorrect. Because you read these things, like you said, the advice things. Yeah. That say, well, when you have these thoughts, just allow them to exist yeah. and float away. And then I, I was like, well, yeah, but... They don't float away. They just sort of sit there. Yeah. That's another tip that's really fucking annoying. It's really like, annoying. But what when he said it, that day it worked. But I also, you can do like physical things to make it help sometimes, like burn something. Oh, okay. Or like physically crumble it up. <laughs> well, no, listen, whatever works. I don't know. It seemed to work that day. Yeah. I haven't had an intense version of that yet. Oh, but what were you saying about don't ask your PCP? Oh, thank you. Uh, don't ask them to diagnose you or yeah. or get medication from yeah. them. I know someone who was like, I think I might have this, or I'm not sure about that. And I said, go to a psychiatrist. Yeah. No, don't pass, uh, 
whatever they say with Monopoly. Like, uh, don't pass go. Thank you. Don't pass go. Get out of jail free and go to the psychiatrist. Go because, to Betty Ford. Yeah, go straight <laughs> go to Betty to Ford. Yeah, go to jail. Go to jail right <laughs> go now. To a commune. Turn yourself in. Yep. And no, yeah, or else we're That's coming for you. That's the bipolar Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> go to jail. Go to Cedar Sinai. And the, the board isn't a square or what it is, but it's just these jagged lines yeah. all over the place. And then it spirals down. <laughs> that's That's how you win the game Mm -hmm. yeah um so this person went to their regular doctor and the doctor gave them prozac and they were worried Mm -hmm. about being bipolar now for anyone who doesn't know if you're bipolar something like prozac can set you off on a recurring series of episodes yeah Yeah. the ssris with bipolar can be tricky (laughs) super so i'm on the lowest dosage of citalopram Mm mm-hmm but when it was higher, I was having that happen each weekend. Whoa. Not a huge episode, but and my psychiatrist was like, there's a gray area with hypomanic episodes. Some people say it must be over three days or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but I was having like three intense days and then like tapering off. Mm-hmm. But um, it was happening pretty regularly if I was having a very like exciting weekend sure like performing and traveling more and yeah you know just like very stimulated it would happen and i was like can we try lowering the ssri tried that and it's been good but yeah if you're pre- prescribed prozac and then you're actually bipolar that's gonna did it happen to this person i don't know because the, i'm checking in with them soon but i just said like uh, i i don't know i can't tell you i could just tell you what i know about what i have yeah and I'm still learning. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm choked up with emotion. Um, <laughs> the main thing I told them is that, yes, your doc, this doctor can give them to you, but they shouldn't. Yeah. And they should be with it enough to say, you know, you need to see a mental health professional. Yeah. And that never happened to me in Arkansas. I never saw a mental health professional. Wow. Except in college, I did but it wasn't required by my pcp i was already on an ssri oh wow so wait your doctor gave you just your regular doctor mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's i think it's so now that i hear that that's two examples of it and i started to think my god this must be happening all over the place and i didn't even realize oh i was still getting my prescription filled or refilled from a doctor in arkansas when i first moved here and i listened to a podcast with lady gaga and oprah oh yes and she said that same thing like do not get on like a mental health uh, medication without speaking to a mental health professional don't get it just from your pcp and i was like really what a weird tip jesus gaga and then that i actually i think i just went cold turkey off of it and then things went to shit <laughs> so started so i actually had to take a leave from work i was yeah. working out of school and um during the winter it's great for mental that is too. really great yeah that's another reason i'm like i don't care about massachusetts no yeah. thank you so i would oh yeah exactly <laughs> it's rough so i was like <laughs> i was like i need to get on something again and i think i had a month off so i had time to you know get an appointment with a pcp i don't think i had one yet so yeah I had to get one um and he was like I'm going to give you the lowest dosage mm-hmm. and only for, I think it was for like a week or something. Mm-hmm. And he said, for me to give you more or to go up in dosage, I need to hear from your 
therapist or a psychiatrist. Oh, good. And just hear like their opinions on everything. Sure. So I luckily found a therapist shortly after and was able to get in and she was able to give a recommendation. Um, but yeah, I was thankful for that. I was pissed in the moment though. I was like, give me what I want. Oh yeah. I guess in, in reality, I'd been on it with success for so long, Mm -hmm. but it's nice that he had that check. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's difficult though, because a lot of times you have to advocate for yourself in Mm -hmm. so many of these situations. Like I've been on, uh, some form of stimulant medication for like 30 years, Ritalin mm-hmm. and then Adderall. Mm-hmm. And so when I get fucked around with by some place or one place wouldn't give me Xanax because we don't like to, we don't like to prescribe. We don't really like to give that out. Oh. So they put me on Klonopin and I was like, do you, are you nuts? Are you nuts? This stuff's addictive more than Xanax is and it's cloudy. Mm-hmm. Like, so if I'm having a real horrible time going to sleep, but I got an appointment tomorrow and I got, well, you're going to do something. You know yeah. what I mean? And I would wake up feeling foggy. Mm. I found now I'm with a queer clinic who treat mm. you like people. Exactly. It's a wild change. Isn't that wild? <laughs> I was actually pleasantly surprised with the medical system in Mexico. I was in Mexico last month and actually got scarlet fever. Good. For, <laughs> congratulations. So for those of you that don't know that it still exists. Um, <laughs> you, can, you have to search around for it. Mm-hmm. And the only way... The only, you know, source that I had for scarlet fever was Little Women and Beth dies of it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm in the middle of Mexico. What am I going to do? So it's basically you get strep and then you have an immune response to it and get rashes everywhere. Oh my God. And, and by the way, you're on Lamictal, which... Could give you a rash. Which, and then if you get it, you're supposed to drop everything and run. Yeah. To not, well, maybe take a car to the hospital. Yeah. Because it, it, it can turn into skin necrosis. Yeah. It's <laughs> insane. And so I knew that my throat was hurting, but I was on the beach and I was like, maybe I'm just dehydrated. Like maybe my throat is just dried out. Then it becomes so inflamed, like in my ears. And I thought I had a sinus infection from, you know, altitude or. Because I went from Mexico City altitude straight to Puerto Vallarta. Oh, okay. So I was like, maybe my sinuses are fucked up. Um, but then I was like, I really need to lay down and like, you know, rest this entire day. I did that. It got worse. Red in the back of the throat. And I was like, I have no idea what this is. Wake up the next day with like rashes on my elbows, my knees, like armpits. And it was just kind of spotty. Mm-hmm. And then I was messaging my PCP and my psychiatrist who prescribed the Lamictal. And I was actually, I was calling him because I had been warned about the rash. Oh, yeah. So he was calling me back and was asking, like, how long I, um, I had seen the rash, how quickly it had gotten worse. And they were both, like, basically saying, let us know if it gets worse or stays the same mm-hmm. overnight. And my PCP was like, let me know if it goes above your neck or on your face. So I woke up um, the next day. The throat was worse. It hurt to swallow even water. And um, then I had noticed it was up in my ears. Oh, no. And in my scalp and on my eyelids. Oh, my God. They were completely swollen. Like almost swollen shut. Yeah. So I go, and this is at maybe 4 a.m., 3 a.m., um, so I texted my PCP, and he's very 
cool and you know i was like if this wakes him up he'll be fine (laughs) like um so i texted him i didn't expect him to reply but i was like i'm going to the urgent care to see if they can give me anything like steroid or something like that and i'd been taking benadryl and it wasn't working Hmm. so i go to the urgent care you could tell they had to wake each other up the front desk (laughs) the security guard was awake had to wake up the the front desk yeah front desk had to wake up the doctor (laughs) and you know i go in there i can speak some spanish but there was a barrier and you're just like you're you're like going crazy (laughs) what's that now it's a weed eater outside (laughs) yeah yeah god they're they're really uh they were like when's he taping (laughs) all right cool go go (laughs) bring all um no we were gonna do it at 10 but the thing is he's taping it too Yeah, okay. All right. Bring a hair dryer, a blender, <laughs> um, a boombox. I had to postpone a show once because they started doing work in the building that they they didn't know until the morning that they were doing it. They were literally drilling the concrete under this because I'm on the first floor. <laughs> oh below me is a garage, which is normally great. Dance around, doesn't matter. Drilling. Oh, my God. And because there was a postponement before, because they got ill, I, I just recorded sound of it and I said, here's, not to be like, just in case you think I'm lying, but implying that mm-hmm. here here you can see how bad the sound is you know that that kind of thing yeah and i, I was like oh. but anyway but back to uh, your fun adventure in oh, puerto vallarta so i woke up and we went to urgent care and my mom's a pharmacist and i can normally pick up on the like medical name of prescriptions or mm-hmm. medications um and so i was asking for a steroid and was basically saying my PCP at home suggested this if it gets above my head and doesn't get better because I was putting hydrocortisone cream on each you know rash oh yeah and it was working but it wasn't like fixing anything systemically yeah so I asked for a steroid and she's like okay well we're gonna give you an injection and a prescription well I didn't like say okay write it out and let me translate it and let me google it and make sure that it's the right thing i also didn't want to step on her toes because i would be annoyed if someone was like let me let me make sure that's right you know <laughs> so so like, okay they give me a shot in the ass they give me a prescription to take it to the pharmacy down the street um i'm like okay i bet it's a steroid i bet i'm getting a pill steroid in addition mm-hmm. I get the injection, I get the medication, everything is, you know, different language, but the, the like, medical name is similar to things that I had seen, and when I'm leaving, I, or at the pharmacy already, I'm looking at the um, receipt of the injection and what they're prescribing. It's fucking Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> I had said I was already taking Benadryl and it wasn't working. Yeah. They just gave me a higher dose as an injection and then the medication was like claritin oh my god or something so i'm like okay i'll i'll try this i go back i also thought that it was the sheets at this point i'm like joan crawford right now (laughs) right there's bugs i'm not mad at you i'm mad at the dirt to my husband who's driving to every fucking pharmacy in the town we need new sheets i don't care if it's a rental you know what i did so we had given our laundry to them to do we thought there was a washer and dryer they do the laundry then i had like only the laundry i was wearing and some other things that i didn't give to them oh clean clothes um from home yeah and so i'm like 
it could be the sheets. So I get on the pullout couch. I lay down my clothes that I washed up from home <laughs> and dirty clothes to just lay there like this. Yeah. Slept for maybe two hours on like a Benadryl high. Yeah. It, Benadryl works really strong <laughs> yeah. for me. Um, so I'm like, shit, I'm just going to have to lay like this for the rest of the the trip. Yeah. And I think we had three more days. Oh my God. Or I was going to have my husband go get new sheets. <laughs> I was really like also freaking myself out about how weird it was being. But two hours later, my eyes are more swollen. Oh my God. And then the rash had had like joined together to form like a lawn is what they call it. Uh, they, oh my God, that's gross. They use it also in microbiology when you grow things on a petri dish it becomes a lawn <laughs> and it's great because you know that and you're like oh that's like the thing in the thing and then it's even worse because when it's on your elbows and yeah it was just everywhere so then i had to go to the er but they were very helpful and what i do like about the medical system there was they give you an estimate in the beginning they're like, if you get oh. bare minimum, yeah. this is what you would pay. Oh, wow. It'll be additional if they prescribe this, this, this. So then the nurse comes in, was very thorough, asked about everything that I was taking like every day, then what I took for this, then medical history. They knew about the lamictal, you know, possible um, interaction. And so then after the doctor came in, they're like, we're going to do blood blood work. Um, test it all in house, mm-hmm. then come back because um, he wanted a test for any type of infection. Yeah, especially strep. And um, then the the receptionist comes back comes back in and is like, "This will be the charge for the blood work. This will be the charge for um, like this specialist seeing you. Do you want to approve this and this?" Mm-hmm. And then before they administered the antibiotic and the steroid. They had us approve that. So at each, each step, they're having you approve everything and giving you a quote. That's really, so like, Damn, yeah. Damn, this is amazing. <clears throat> yeah. You're not tricked. You don't feel tricked at the end. At the end, you're like, yep, I approved all of those things. Because in the States, they just say, would you like the thing that would stop you from being horribly sick or your life in danger? You go, yes, please. Sure. Yeah. That sounds like a that good idea. Great. And then at the end, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I was charged for Q-tips and <laughs> one paper towel I used in a Kleenex. Um, but we had a great conversation, me and the doctor. I asked for, oh, it came back as strep, but the antibody, like the inflammation, I think it was, I don't know what they actually measure, CNF alpha or something like that, mm-hmm. TNF alpha? I can't remember. But it's like an indicator of inflammation was really oh, okay. high. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be like, five or something and it was 275 oh my God. something insane don't yeah. quote me on that but i it was like out outrageous of yeah yeah so he was like you probably never had strep before you had it as an adult and your body is like reacting reacting to it um and this is what you have so i basically said can you give me an antibiotic and a steroid was like yes we would like to admit you and give you an iv of it and uh, monitor you overnight i was like i'm not fucking staying here overnight (laughs) what are your sheets like yeah oh yeah exactly (laughs) um so i said can you give it to me as a shot and then a prescription i can pick up and take it orally and um he was like yeah okay 
he said it's not what i suggest but if you want to sure i knew i would sleep a lot better at home yeah. or at the yeah home um <laughs> Well, now, wh- Without, what was your feeling about the sheets at this point? I was like, I know it's not the sheets. Okay, okay, good, yeah. good, good. Because he told me it was reacting to the toxins produced by strep throat. So, um, went home, got the prescription. I'm talking like eight hours. The rashes had faded, and they were a little bruised. Like, you could see the remnants of where it was. Yeah. But the next day, put the hydrocortisone on it, put like... 100 spf on and was able to have a normal beach day oh thank god it was wild because imagine if you went the whole time with that Mm -hmm. just like well they gave me this you know what i mean so that's sometimes i think people put too much reverence or are too reverent rather of doctors Mm -hmm. because they're guessing too not guessing but they're making their best educated guess. Yeah, and sometimes they don't know about certain infections and things like that. Yeah. And they might be thinking they're doing the best or trying to do their best. Mm-hmm. And maybe they are doing their best, which is a whole other story. But go to a second opinion. Yeah. Always a second opinion. David Geffen, I watched the documentary on him. Mm-hmm. He he was told he had bladder cancer at like, let's say 75, 76 really? or something. Yeah. So he thought he was going to die. And the he never got... But then... Uh, he lived he lived obviously and then he saw when he went to another doctor he said he screened him to see Mm -hmm. where how it was and he goes there's no trace of you having cancer or ever having had cancer and he goes but the doctor said and he goes are you stupid (laughs) he goes are you stupid and he was like what and uh he's like if they tell you have cancer, always get a second opinion. Mm. So if you've got a second opinion, this is like one of the smartest men. What year was in, it? In, in business. Sometime in the 70s. Mm. Late 70s, maybe. Well, they checked back then. I know. I mean, I thought doctors are now supposed to say, we recommend you get a second opinion. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. But but on a much, well, not less, yeah, less a much less severe scale, you feel it in your gut. Mm-hmm. And we are trained to not listen to that. Mm-hmm. But especially during the pregnancy, there'd be things that we'd be like, that doesn't seem right. Does mm-hmm. that seem right to you? And we'd be like, mm, let's let's check again. You know what it's like when you call up customer service and someone is being an absolute asshole? Mm-hmm. Just hang up. Thank yeah. you very much. Hang up. Call back. You'll Could be routed. Someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, then they'll help it's you. It's so simple, but especially coming from the South and being kind of a... I've realized now... Because I was in a big family, you kind of want to be agreeable yeah. and not make a fuss mm-hmm. and, you know, do what you're told, especially with my religious upbringing. It's kind of like, trust your elders. Yes. That's always what was said. Yeah. And so, I'm always like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. But in my bones, I was like, this doesn't seem right. And you have to advocate for yourself to be like, I know it just looks like a rash, but we need to go to the fucking ER right now. Yeah, you really do. Because someone might say, oh, it's, it doesn't look that bad. What about if you slept? I remember once I broke a finger and someone said, uh, oh, no, just like put some ice on it. And I was like, this is no. And so if I if I hadn't gone to the, the doctor, he was like, it's good you came in now. Because it was one of those things. I think they'd have to like re-break it if, you know, because things can set the wrong yeah. way. And I played guitar and drums, but they would have been real bad. Fuck. You know, even holding my vape would have been uh, damaged. <laughs> and we can't have that. I we can't, can't have that. No, I mean, the suffering. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's like, seems simple. Like, advocate for yourself. But it's really hard. 
It's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> I no, don't know how else to no, say it. It's, it's it really is. Hard. And like, though I sound like I, I, I am able to do that all the time, I also have a freeze fawn trauma response, mm. which complicates that thing. Because mm. you can be like, because sometimes people are, are like enemy agents, mm-hmm. not necessarily a doctor, but sometimes people don't have like the best wishes for you. Yeah. But you're in a, like a situation that seems, and, and the thing, be agreeable. And when you have mental issues, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, let's do the mask and let's sort of like not make ourselves stand out in that way mm-hmm. you tend to do that so yeah. that can combine with the freeze fawn thing and you know like you get stuck in like an abusive relationship and you're just like you don't yeah. know what to do because you freeze and you fawn yeah and then um, that sorry to interrupt but then it doubles down because then you feel guilty and embarrassed so then you won't tell anyone mm-hmm. anyway that's uh fuck yeah it's just something I read in women's health I, I don't personally know about <laughs> they it know everything they do. they do <laughs> Yeah, it's, and I used to work at a special education school, and that's something that we teach, or we taught, you know, every single day was how to advocate for yourself, and to, you know, request accommodation that people might be bitchy and think that you're high maintenance, but, or that you're lying, Yeah, but make it known and put it on paper so that you know and have record that you asked for this, and legally they need to do it if they're you know accommodating with ada or something along those lines Mm -hmm. yeah just put on paper that you asked and then if they say no either go somewhere else or you know go to their their boss's boss yeah their boss's boss is always the way to do stuff yeah any customer service because then they don't want to deal with it or executive customer service they don't want to deal with it yeah Um, you can tell like in your gut if someone has your best interest I could tell that at the second at the ER. <laughs> no, you, and you, you really can. Helpful. You instantly feel it. Like when I went to the queer clinic and I had my first physical and I don't know how long, mm-hmm. as soon as the guy started talking, I was like, oh my God, yeah. at last. It's a different vibe. Yeah, it is. I even, I was in Arkansas and <laughs> my mom had surgery. And so I was there kind of taking care of her, but she couldn't go to her massage. <laughs> so she was like, take my spot, which was great. Um, but I like walked in there. I could tell she was a little. How do I say this? <laughs> Maybe accepting, but not a fir- uh, supportive. Oh, of uh, other people. Oh, okay. The queer community. I see. And you just got that vibe. And I don't. I don't think I was just being paranoid. I think like you can really tell. You can by the conversation, and it was completely silent. And she was like giving me the, you know, the clipboard to fill out, out all of the things. And it was just us in there, but she would not start a conversation. And then we went in there. It was like very simple. And I was like, I asked my mom later and she was like, that's not really like her. I don't know why, that, why she was acting like that. I was like, I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> you can sometimes just tell. You can. And then sometimes it's difficult because sometimes you can end up self-gaslighting. Yeah. Or you tell someone, they go, I'm sure they didn't mean... Exactly. And that's a tough line because we all... Yeah. Versus... Um, what's... Action or... Yeah, intention versus like the reaction of people. Mm. They don't have to be the same. <laughs> like you cannot intend to make me feel uncomfortable, but it's valid that I felt uncomfortable. Well, abs- no, absolutely. Yeah. And you just... The person, if you bring it up, you can. They can say, "Oh, I didn't intend that. I didn't mean for that." And you can say, "Okay, but this is what happened. 
so let's go from here you yeah know? right and also that's like the thing where people say well i'm sorry if you felt that way mm-hmm. that's the sort of larger version of it mm-hmm. and it can happen with anyone really but th- the thing too is just to say i am sorry yeah i am sorry because what does it yeah. hurt like how does it hurt except your pride but like what does that mean and if someone's consistently making you feel like that maybe you shouldn't be around them mm-hmm which is another thing you forget because you think, oh, well, maybe I should be uh, making excuses for other people. And that can be a difficult tightrope when you end up actually meeting someone who is good for you mm-hmm. because you're so like, well, I got to be hypervigilant about exactly. can't let someone get, uh, get a be- the better of me again. Mm-mm. One thing that reminded me of is my sister recently had um, like a mental health, I'd say crisis. Mm-hmm. So she had to go to the er and i've never had to go to the er for a mental health issue um but i would say in arkansas that it would be a little bit less supportive if you went into an er for you know mental health i think it's not talked about as much Mm -hmm. and i don't think that it is validated sure So I think she probably felt uncomfortable just even taking the step to go in there. But she was gaslighting herself thinking that the people were, you know, didn't like her or didn't want to be helpful and she didn't trust the doctor. And she was feeling trapped, but she was having, you know, I would say hypomanic symptoms. Sure, yeah. Um, So she was like, I'm just being crazy. I'm just being crazy. But I, when she was telling this to me, this past week because i went back to arkansas she um she was telling me all of these things that she was thinking and i was like there is validity in in those things yeah you just might have taken it to a a different level of like they're gonna trap me they're gonna take my blood because they weren't doing blood tests but they're gonna do this (laughs) easy mistake to make when they're taking blood yeah Yeah. and And you're like like, a little off like not all of those things are invalid you just kind of took them to the next level because you can tell when people and the healthcare system aren't you know aren't being helpful or supportive mm-hmm. and are just checked out or are annoyed with working there in general yeah because that happens a lot they are overworked yes. and then some people just aren't good people they happen to be doctors but that doesn't mean that they are decent people yeah you know a title doesn't mean anything and i realized from being pre-med for a, a long time um people are in it for the wrong reasons all the time oh Nepotism. absolutely yeah. Nepotism in the medical system is rampant. Really? Oh, yeah. My, my mom's a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. Right. We have three doctors in the family. My dad is sure. a doctor. He wants me to take over his practice. It's like very, very prevalent. That's also part of that like patriarchal family structure. Mm-hmm. And it might not be totally just patriarchal, but it seems that way. Or however you want to describe mm-hmm. the family thing where it's like, this is what is done and you do what is done. And also it's a good gig financially. Mm-hmm. So whether or not they want it, there's family pressure. Mm-hmm. It, it's prestige too. Yeah, that's right. What are we going to tell, you know, your aunt or your grandmother mm-hmm. if you don't that kind of stuff. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. The medical system. I think that's I a good. I can talk about it for seventeen <laughs> years, <laughs> forty-seven hours, like yeah. Barbara Streisand. I can. My book is coming out um, January third. Yeah, it's called Medication Sucks. Yeah, part that one. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Don't take that headline either. I lost. I, I gained some weight out of stress, and you know, I said the food thing, and I, I catch that now, and try to do the balance of like 
don't go into the crazy land, but just like, let's not be a size you're uncomfortable with because it's, you know, it's self-esteem. It's all that stuff struggles from the past. And um, so I lost, I just stopped eating sweets because I can, if I start and I get them three days in a row, well, look out because it's going to. How much gonna, sweets? Oh, I, I, I'll eat. Like, so for instance, um, in the last two weeks, I had a bad day and I said, okay, I'm getting a cupcake and I, I'm going to get two because mm-hmm. i'm just gonna get two and i had one and then half an hour later i had the other one and a half it had the appropriate almost narcotizing effect mm-hmm. but if i have chocolate around i'll just you know while i'm in the kitchen i'll break off a piece and then eat mm-hmm. it and it just becomes like i'm not even thinking about it mindless yeah exactly Eating. like not ruling out any sweets or bad food because i'm trying to yeah. think of stuff as bad because then once you say it's bad yeah you know what i mean i think it also is like similar with like drinking yes i have to be intentional yeah and not just mindless like i'm eating this here i'm eating this here because um i have high cholesterol and oh me too i have to watch i mean i eat a lot of candies <laughs> but each one i have to be like were this originals because that's okay that's <laughs> sadly no <laughs> um i but i'll have to be like okay i'm taking a break from work right now i'm gonna have you know like a calm moment in my car and I'm going to get a bag of peanut M&M's and who gives a fuck? Well, yeah. But if, yeah, it, it's hard to just find that balance and I it hate is. that word. Well, I, 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 but I love it's okay. what it means. Live, laugh, love. The two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have five words. Hate, live, laugh, love. Then hate balance and hate journey. I know. And I end up, I'm like, uh, I, when you're on your, and I pause and I'm like, journey. I know. There's journey. No, there's there, no they, better word. They won. Sometimes. No, there isn't. There is your path. Uh, your your path. Your path. What are you gonna do? Even intentions. I hate myself saying that. Boundaries. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just kill me. But then you're saying this stuff about it, and you're like, it, "That's the only. That's the best word for it." it. I don't have any simile that will. I'll learn do another the trick. language and try to incorporate a different, <laughs> a different That's word. That's the thing. If there was another language besides English, which we right. discussed earlier, Sad. doesn't There's exist. If you wanted to make one, maybe that could be a thing. I will. I will. I believe in you. I know you will. It's mainly like um, work and queen slay. <laughs> what else do you need? Um, padam. You're right. That's Thank it. you. Thank you for catching me up That's on that. That's the slang of my language, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Slurp that. Too <laughs> well, you wanted to punctuate it. That's mm-hmm. very drag as well. That's another word in oh, the language. Is it finishing your? Drink. Oh, just a bit of big slurp. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's also the like searching for the straw. Uh, that, yeah, that's like an umlaut over mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. over the thing. Yeah, it's different pronunciation. That's so embarrassing. I've seen videos of myself searching for the straw, <laughs> especially when someone just shoves a camera in your face, like backstage. Yeah. And you're just. I always get a straw because I don't want the the drink to fuck up the lipstick yeah sure so i'm trying to just drink my wine peacefully and yeah someone just shines a camera in your face and you're like <laughs> look like a goat with a carrot yeah that's great when you, you love how you look on uh camera and your what you do is intrinsically related <sighs> to that stuff mm-hmm. yeah do you do that thing where like you look at a photo and you're like oh my god horrible and then you look at it two months later you're like look at that i look fabulous yeah, yeah. that does happen oh i'm sorry i forgot the weight thing so I lost a little weight mm-hmm. and now this might sound dodgy and of course if you're my doctor who's not listening don't listen to this <gasps> in England but so they carry over your prescription to the thing I'm mm-hmm. out from London I'm over here the plan was to titrate me up a little bit higher so t- 
to outline for folks who don't know, uh, I'm sure you know what tie trading is, but with Lamactyl, it's almost this like cruel cosmic joke. This is the thing that's going to help you like not have these horrible depressive symptoms because that's mainly what it works on. It doesn't really do much for the hypomanic, mm-hmm. so you got to be careful. But they start you off at 25 milligrams, and you have to take that for two weeks mm-hmm. before they can move you up to 50 milligrams. Mm-hmm. And then rinse and repeat until you're at the optimum dose. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's pretty much self-evident what your optimum dose is. Mm-hmm. And I talked with the doctor about getting to the dosage that I'm at. But then I lost some weight and I was like, I feel really sleepy. Oh. Now, I'm not thankful that I one time double dosed my medication because uh-huh. I was I woke up in a fucking fury about something. I was at the tail end of a hypomanic episode uh-huh. and something happened and the person apologized for it later and it was an understandable thing. And it, one of the situations where you know you don't want to you know you're in a state so you don't want to call someone out on something because you're like I'm a little distorted yeah, right now. Yeah, what if the reaction doesn't match? Yeah. And <laughs> believe me, at. mine is like boom. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. In those cases, sometimes it's warranted, but I yeah. just I keep it under wraps, but then the next day you're like, I, shit, I should have, you know, like I woke up ranting. So uh, what I, re- I reconstructed the morning, I woke up and I was distracted by the irritation. I took my medication because it's the f- first thing I do every day. Oh, you take it in the morning. I do. I do. I take it at night because I got so tired. Oh, see, that's interesting because I only got super tired this time I overdosed. I went to walk, I got vapes because I'm trying to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So I... I <laughs> I picked up vapes, um, <laughs> Mountain Dew. Yeah, and uh, some of those the, the, those uh, flavored Lay's from overseas. Cause, Beautiful. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I got the roasted duck tongue flavor or something. You got to. They do have the duck tongue flavor. It apparently keeps selling out. Here? That, listen, the best store in the world is Smoke for Less on Santa Monica Boulevard, right across okay. the street from a store. I can't remember okay. the name. There. That it's right place. there. They have a popper's fridge. That a used popper's fridge. To, a popper's fridge that used to be a mini fridge that was on the sales floor. So you, you didn't even have to ask them, hey, can I have that VHS head cleaner and shit? Oh. They have they have some dodgy stuff in there too, I'm not gonna lie. But are poppers supposed to be stored in a fridge? They are. <gasps> wow. That's for optimum Potency. efficacy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Because they do spoil. Oh. And then what do you do? What do you do with them when they spoil? Because they're corrosive. D- your VHS is just They rot. Yep. You know, they can get mold. You need to keep that stuff mm-hmm. nice and clean. Otherwise, you're going to get into problems. Um, I have, I think, three bottles of rotten poppers in like various parts of the apartment because I look at it and I go, it's a corrosive. I can't flush that Relics. down the toilet. What do you do? I guess you just keep them as museum pieces. Yeah. You put them in a sh- shadow box. <laughs> For your shadow self. Yeah. To just sit around and go, like in Hellraiser, you know, with the little box. I've never seen it. Oh, you'd enjoy it. I just saw it for the first time myself recently for a movie club. Okay, I need to watch them. Goth Charlotte was like, I love Hellraiser. With the... Oh, yes, Pinhead. Yeah. Pinhead, yeah. Which uh, hilariously is not the actual name of the character, so there was some consternation by the creator, but he's learned to accept it. Better than Hell Priest. (laughs) Pinhead's a lot better, because it's, like, he's one of the most terrifying creatures ever. It is. Pins on the head. Yeah, and Nailhead doesn't have the ring to it. No. So I got back from taking the taking the vapes, getting the vapes, and then hauling like a madman on them as I walked back, I'm like, God damn it. Um... And absentmindedly, I was like, oh, I better take my medication. <laughs> oh, for the second time. I, yeah, which I didn't even realize. Because I take Xanax sometimes and I'm really keyed up. Yeah. So I had a little Xanax and then I ate something. 
Okay, so the first dose came back smoking. T- second dose, Xanax eating. I don't think I'd eaten yet. I, oh. Because I think I ran out of vapes and I was like, I'm fucking going, I've got to get down Feeding. there now. Let's take a walk. That'll make me feel better. Mm. It, 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 but again, the episode, the last episode, major episode I had, well, let's say whatever, identifiable episode. Right. Was after that other stressful situation I talked about. Mm-hmm. And this was in the tailwind of it. So I knew kind of, I but even more motivation to take my medication. Yeah. Because I like to rhyme. So I got back and I was like, oh, I better take my medication because like, I feel real forgetting that I'd already, already taken, taken it. it. And then I had a little touch of Xanax. But after I ate, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I, I don't, it was that kind of like. Were you afraid you were going to pass out or die? <laughs> well, I wasn't even thinking dying because I just thought, Jesus, the Xanax hitting different today. What's going on? Like, I'm like, I'm used to this stuff and I only take like an eighth of a, you know, like a eighth of an ounce. No, um, I just an eighth <laughs> of a little, you know, like you get a big bag Bar. and you just <sighs> like M&M's. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I take a quiet moment in someone else's car I've never and I take a handful a of them. Oh, I'll show you Is one after the show. They come I in, heard that phrase, Xanax. They come in many shapes. <laughs> oh. Um, I have seen one. I have seen one, but it wasn't a bar that you could break off. Yes, and those are four milligrams, I think, and you break off a one. piece, and it's one milligram. How much which did is like, you take? Oh, I had like a eighth of uh, eight, what an eighth of a one milligram pill. So, oh, okay, yeah, like I, I don't whatever that math is. You know that stuff. You're good. You in the medical stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll take like either a quarter uh, or an eighth of a one milligram. Right. And I prefer having the one milligram because I don't always take the whole pill. Yeah. But it it's there. So for whatever reason, I'm traveling or whatever, it's there. It's a good backup. It's a great backup. And I recommend that. I know people call it pill hoarding, but you know. Remind me of the story about Mexico. Okay. Okay, I should write these things down. I was thinking, (laughs) because earlier I I was like, okay, I was like, remember all that jazz. And I was like. We get all these good conversations. I know. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) But that's the, that is a good conversation though. But I'll try to remind you, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put a note on my, uh, this computer thing. I used to have up until yesterday I had, well, you can see there's notebooks here. Where are the pens? You know why? I was taping with Eureka yesterday. And we were talking about the bad new exorcist. I put my glass of tea down. See everything that's over there? The DVDs, Uh the Blu-rays, the books. I spilled a full glass and it just went all over. Oh no. I had just run out of paper towels. So I grabbed a throw rug. A throw pillow? No, a throw blanket. Like, you know, you wrap around while you're getting cozy. Yeah. And I, I was like, I just grabbed that. And I just threw it like, and I tried to, not thinking, this is, this is like not absorbent. Not absorbent. I should have grabbed like a bath towel. I don't know. And I think I just, I don't know. You don't think you're like, okay, I, I, this is. Grab something. Grab something, mop it up. It stained the Fosse book cover and the bottom and the, but it's only the references. Uh, It's over there somewhere. And it, the other books were saved. Thankfully, all of my super rare, like BG stuff and everything was was totally fine. Cause I had, I knew I would need a stunt magazine at the bottom. (laughs) And one time I accidentally got mailed a Scientology magazine. Please, no one don't report to them. We've already talked about them on the show. Uh, It was just because it was a spare magazine. Maybe I'll bleep it. I don't need the hassle. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) No. So. um, They come knocking right now. No, that's them outside. They've been monitoring me. You know what they're doing? They've been trying to ruin my show for a long time. 
And I talked to them about it. They said your show's already ruined. <laughs> you're Second doing that for yeah, us, You're honey. doing it for yourself. Thank don't you. Don't flatter yourself. You don't need any help with that. <laughs> I imagine Fran Drescher smoking a cigarette going, oh, honey, you're doing oh, that honey. for us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everything spilled. And then back to spilling uh, the wrong thing into my mouth. Yeah. So I lay down. I go, I'll, I'll take a little nap. And there was a social occasion I was going to go to that I was looking forward to. I uh, I fell asleep. I put on Gordon Lightfoot, his best of or whatever. And then I woke up. So you can up. fall asleep to that. Uh, well, yeah, I can fall asleep to some music, but it's got to be acoustic nature. Jesus oh Christ. I guess they heard us talking about them. The funniest thing would be like, on the show, no one will hear it because of the mics. I know, mics. we're freaking out. And then like, they're like, oh, they are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they're hearing things. They're, they're hearing things. Look at that. Look, look at them twitch. I saw him scratching his arm. I saw him scratching his arm. I am pretty much. <laughs> when you see him next time, just be like, hi. Don't invite them. Don't invite them. Um... So yeah, I, I, I felt, well, I mean, I passed the fuck out because I had now double my dose. Yeah. Were you scared to go to sleep or were you like, I didn't I'll rea- wake up? I didn't know. I didn't realize what was going on. Oh. I just thought, because every once in a while you might take a little too much CBD or, yeah. and to me, I'm always like, well, what's the word? I go sleep. Yeah. I thought, fuck, I need a nap. I also thought, well, I've been really like keyed up yeah. the last couple of days. Maybe I'm just, and I just ate. So I thought. Maybe you're. Yeah. Digestion and I should have eaten this morning and all that. I mean, this morning, an hour previous. So I lay down. I figure I'll nap for an hour. I, w- I don't know how long it is. I wake up and I'm like, oh, my fucking God, what's going on? I still had no idea. Still groggy as fuck. Yeah, I still had not pieced it together yet. No one had done the Unsolved Mysteries recreation <laughs> for me. Robert Stack Damn. did not come to help me. I know. I was like, dude, Bobby, what's going on? So I try to go to the bathroom. This is when I realize something's really fucking wrong. Because uh-huh. I stand up. And I, I, I can't, Walk? I can't balance. No, I had to put my hand out and hit the wall. Oh yeah, balance gets bad, real bad. And then I th- had to throw, like, basically, go, okay, and, and then like, fall back to the the bar over there. Oh, See, like the gosh. pillar. I was like, all right, like, and I, I'm amazed that like I could even figure that out at the time, right? Well, you're lucky incontinence also. Happens. Oh my! So you could have peed yourself. Maybe that's how intense I am about like not being. <laughs> the first time I had a K hole years ago no not that many years ago i didn't do anything until uh, i was like 42 I was it was i was 15 no when i was eight i'm sorry it was after i did that book report on john belushi mm-hmm. it was like i only did stuff like that after 42 so anyway it's a good time it's uh-huh. a good age to do that yeah start check it out um first time i had a k-hole i remembered that you might even not even be able to hear me based on what's going on outside so uh it sounds like it sounds like we're in maximum overdrive. You know, yeah, like the machines. It's really. Yeah. Oh, now it's quiet. Now, of course. Th- okay, you, you acknowledge it and you it's, go away. They're gonna. Just like your problems, if you acknowledge them, <laughs> they go away. Okay. Hey, gonna... well, let's just let the noise <laughs> and pass it. Just let yeah, it go. Just allow them to be there and let it float away. I think that's the thing that pissed me off. But uh, uh, the float away, I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no, it's an active. I have to say, stop, 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 stop. Like I'm talking to a dog. Yeah. And then let's think about the good things that are actually happening in your life. Journal. That's a good move. That's an annoying recommendation, but it does help with me. I can draw things and like process. No, it's a great thing. And then I was I started doing like an audio diary thing, which of course I was too paranoid as a kid. I started to do one on cassette and oh, then I was to like hear for someone else to hear it. Well, I was like, there's someone's gonna listen to this. Yeah. 
because people do that stupid shit and then back then also you'd have to have the Andy Warhol number of cassettes oh yeah like you know (laughs) you could record hours in a phone like now now oh yeah the other day I was recording it I had a nightmare that I was like that'd be a great movie idea so I started recording it which is great and I have it because most nightmares go away thank now after being medicated yeah I I used to wake up into them and be like ah the adrenaline above the roof Mm -hmm. um and I, my brain would sound like that thing outside. So, uh, and we're going to get back to the overdose in a second. But um, <laughs> let's just wind back to the, the K-hole and then we'll work back. Mm-hmm. So, see, I'm able to do it now. Otherwise, it'd be like, blah, 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 blah. it's okay. Straight. I don't mind the ping pong ping because I believe mine might be a little bit more intense. But most people's minds work like this. Yeah. I was watching, I think, William Friedkin t- in an interview or someone, a, a director I'm, I admire, saying... Well, that's how the brain works. Like, you know, you're thinking about this. Like, even if you're absorbed in something, your brain, you think about... There's, like, background... Stuff yeah. all the time. You Windows know, open. Oh, I know what it was. Marlon Brando. There's a great clip of him talking to Dick Cavett. And he was like, well, what? You just... Like, right now, Dick, you're probably thinking, oh, do I look okay on this angle? Uh, so, he's gonna... He, what he's talking about. Let's see what... I gotta... Because, you know, I gotta think about what he's talking about. Yeah. And I think if you're creative, it is lighting up more. Yes, yes, it is. You're like thinking of tons of things constantly. Oh, absolutely. All the time. If, if and, you're creative and. Oh, my God. What a heavenly. And that's, I was going to talk about all that jazz before, but no, I'm going to put a pin in that, write it down. <laughs> but earlier I thought, I thought, remember, all that jazz, all that jazz. And then I, when we still, we had a, a moment, I go, I remember all that jazz. Now I have no fucking idea what I was <laughs> going to talk about with it. I can imagine, though. So the K-hole I had, I was so terrified of pissing myself because I had read an article like 15 years before about ketamine abuse. I didn't do any of that shit then. I stopped drinking and I was like, well, that's the first uh, step on the ladder. Yeah. I can't do anything above that because clearly it don't work. And weed always flipped me out. So anyway, but me too. who little did I know that now something that they're using for legitimate depression treatment. I, shocking. I found yeah. it and I was like, <sighs> Un- unregulated. You can get some fucked up results well no Peyote believe me too. well i know i was always Psilocybin. very i know people say this kind of shit no one ever believes you they go yeah sure you were i was always very conservative except for like the five k-holes i had right that was five i didn't like them right they happen it's surprising to do in business sometimes but mm-hmm. uh i was always very i'd say conservative with my use because a lot of times people wouldn't know i was on it now there's other times people did <laughs> Uh, coming out in the public again after the pandemic, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people who could be like, yeah, no, something was off. <laughs> something was real off. And then I'd think about those times. when I, You know what I mean? Anyway, mm-hmm. it's a whole delightful um, jubilee yeah. of things. So when I overdosed, it's funny to say that after the other thing, I made my way to the bathroom. Uh-huh. Maybe it's because I lived here long enough that I could find my way along. And incidentally, folks, you were I did, upright? Well, because I like, was boom. no, because I was grabbing the wall, and I, I then I sort of did that thing again where I was like, okay, I'm holding on to this. I can fall this way and like put my hand out and was this here? Did uh, you use that? No, yeah, I used. I just used the walls because I was laying on the couch right where you are right now, at the scene of the crime. <laughs> I know. Do you feel it coming feel over you? The, the, the sort of drowsiness and the mm-hmm. Gordon Lightfoot uh, craving. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I went and I used the bathroom because that will trump all. I'm like, I'm getting to that goddamn bathroom. And yeah. usually I'm never incapacitated because I don't really do any, any drugs now because yeah. I don't want to. I may have tried. I tried K once after and I don't know, maybe it was bunk, but I just had all the bad side effects. Yeah. Like and, and I was like, substance oh, substance induced psychosis. Well, no, just like sluggish, like, oh, like not like different. slurring my words. Um, 
which and then of course because it's not taking effect you're like well i guess i need a little more like what and i haven't done it since then and that's since i've been medicated mm-hmm. so i think whatever was it was hitting it doesn't it's like you're just adding mm-hmm. the salt to it like an overly salted, like a, a TV dinner, which yeah. has 180 <laughs> it, on the back. Check one out sometime. It says daily, <laughs> daily allowance or of whatever. Sodium. sodium it, it says like 180%. <laughs> oh my God. I'm glad that I have someone that cooks <laughs> because I would be eating microwave meals for everything if I didn't. You can do that Every in the UK day. and not die. Did you know I that? I was just talking to someone about this. I think someone was talking about the red dye ban and like skittles and yeah they were like well it's not used like anywhere else they don't allow this <laughs> no, shit in their no. food no they don't same with like bread the quality of bread here it, it's unreal there's a bunch of foods Dairy, i didn't eat eggs oh everything like i was like what's this thing about british eggs like oh yeah you know people get all like that about in their country especially coming from here mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh it's american it's <sighs> um but they have a point because yeah. there's no fucking uh, synthetic bullshit pumped into it. And then people would say, I think Ada was like, oh, well, don't worry about getting too much of this or that because it'll go off. And I was like, I'm used to like here where a frozen pizza, there's, I don't even, they're just like, it's good till the end of time. Just yeah. stick it in there. Yeah. And I was like, really? The frozen, what do you mean? It's oh, just frozen eggs pizza. out on the counter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be fine. You look up eggs expiration date. And they'll say, they're probably fine for like three more weeks after the expiration date. You could do a water test. You put them in, and if they float to the bottom, they're oh, safe. Oh. If they tip upwards, you can hard boil them, but don't have them anywhere else. And then if they float to the top, run screaming, basically. Really? Yeah. Women's health again. I didn't even know that. <laughs> that kind of makes sense because I actually had to teach a developmental biology class. Yeah. And we like had a unit on eggs but they were like fertilized eggs okay but they would have that little air bubble and i'm sure while the egg is like you know breaking things down and aging yeah i bet the the air bubble gets bigger and oxygen is produced and so it floats more that's what it is yeah and then it gets rotten and then we die yeah that's right there so, it is. There it is. There's it's the truth the at the end. <laughs> okay, so K hole or you peed? I, well, I, I so I peed. Then I struggled my way back. Of course, I sat down when I got in there. Mm-hmm. I was because I was just so thankful to have made it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my god! Still, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What's yeah. going on? Then so I you get, were afraid you were going to die. No, because I didn't know what I did. I would be afraid that because if you take too many sedatives or yes. think, you know, the breathing could get weird, respiratory. And I'd taken Xanax. You'd think that I would be like, hey, oh, maybe let's try to black coffee. You maybe know, they used to do that. For- <laughs> no, I know. I don't know. Also, I had no idea what it had. Well, I didn't know what had happened. So uh, <laughs> it wasn't until I was back on the couch right where you are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at that point, I was just so thankful that I had made it over to the couch. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I went, oh, my God. Took it twice. I took my fucking pills twice. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was like, oh, fuck. And then looking up poison control, calling oh. poison control. Or maybe I called poison control after I regained consciousness. Because oh. <laughs> I started floating in and out of consciousness. I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, thank God Gordon Lightfoot's still there. Later on, I... Isn't it weird how you can have your one, like, guiding light <laughs> when you're going through something horrible? You're like, 
At least that one thing's normal. Oh, I can recognize that. Like, it's like not all like... tree. Yeah, exactly. It's not all like, rom, rom, rom. I'd be like, oh, no. God. So I went in and out of consciousness. And then I was awake, awake. And at that point, I... I, I think I called... It's a little fuzzy. Yeah. I think, understandably. So... I just remember when I realized what it was. It wasn't like it wasn't the Xanax kicking in really hard. Mm-hmm. It took fucking two of them, and then I said, "I gotta get a pill case." <laughs> yeah, I got a pill case because now I'm doing gummy vitamins in the morning and night, and they don't all fit in the little one. So I'm like, "I gotta get big ones for the morning, big ones for the evening to put my little gummies in." That way, you never run out of room. Exactly. See, what just accommodate whatever you need. I have probiotic, prebiotic, hair nail. <laughs> multivitamin <laughs> yeah the gummy thing is wild mm-hmm. fiber gummies uh i do prebiotic probiotics since i was going to mexico yeah because i eat so much so many acidic things and drink so many acidic things there that every time like by the fifth day my stomach is just so mad and acidic and like angry yeah so i'm just popping tums all all day um and so I started doing prebiotic, probiotic before Mexico. And now I'm like, these gummies are good. I'll just take them. I got a sample uh, jar of them at like a filmed event I went to where, you know, people have all this promo stuff. Yeah, Vanderpump. And, yes, the Vanderpump uh, <clears throat> shoot. And it, it was Kristen Doty's relaunch of her T-shirt line. Oh. <clears throat> uh, James Mako. So look for that soon, folks. Uh, I want to meet her. Oh, I have at Bayou, actually. Really? I'm going to see Bayou. Yeah. It's a solid place. I like her. She's fabulous. She really I is like lovely. Her. Yeah. yeah. And um, the whole gang, except, I mean, I had a falling out with Tom Sandoval, but I mean, yeah. anyone who followed Sandoval, <laughs> I know. And it was pre that, who so when it? that happened, I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. But oh, why- pre? Pre Scandoval? 2020? Late 2020? Yeah. Are you allowed to say, or have you already on the pod? I, I don't, sometimes I don't get into the full depth yeah. and breadth because it's like I'm calling it back into... Yeah, don't bring it up. But it was a falling out and I sort of never felt the same about him. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where 24 hours after I was just like, well, that's that. Yeah. Isn't that amazing when that happens? Cause, hey, you let it go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just allow it to happen and just let it float away. Because so <laughs> that's the thing. I was like, wow, I'm really surprised. Cause it, Isn't it weird how yeah. your brain will fix fixate on one thing and not the other it's like whoop. and then it, some, it might happen with someone else and you're like what what, what happened exactly. and, and you're like what happened what happened exactly. all day long yeah so at least you know what? we got to be thankful for the winds when you're just like poof gone i think it was because in this situation i advocate i stood up for myself and something that was going on mm-hmm. and made my feelings known and then so then you're not living with the things of like Shit. oh i should have said mm-hmm. what if i did say maybe i don't know who knows yeah. why just, I'm just going to be thankful. Gratitude. Gratitude. Hey. Gratitude. Gratitude journal. Someone gratitude told me jur- to make one and I was like, Go fuck yourself. You fuck off? <laughs> like literally. In this world that we're living in, I know I'm contradicting myself, but like in this world that we're living in and dealing with mental health and it's just like 50,000 layers of bullshit, you want me to make a gratitude journal? Which I should. <laughs> I try to. I try to. I, I do. Should. I make gratitude lists. It's just annoying to be told to do that. That's the problem. The, here's there's a big problem. Magazines. Magazines. Look, because then you're 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 of your own volition. I'm taking this away from the computer because of my <laughs> horrible accident yesterday. Um, uh, when you seek it out, mm-hmm. it's fine. When people yeah. just give you unsolicited advice about stuff oh. that they don't know anything about, 
particularly with mental health, oh my God, do I get furious. Mm-hmm. It's the worst when, um, when you have like, you know, a big problem i'll call it but a diagnosis like bipolar 2 or something and it's not a problem it's a to, gift it is <laughs> the gift of genius and someone no, just weighs so heavy on the head <laughs> heavy is the burden <laughs> but someone like simplifies it so much and is like you know what you need probiotics if you fix your gut there's one paper about your gut and your brain and if you just regular it'll fix that it'll change everything it'll fix that gut health what's that a massage massage. you need a massage (laughs) to let it go yeah have you thought about more exercise which by the way can actually help yeah and I still have not investigated it but I maybe I will and all of these things are helpful yes but just shut the fuck up like don't tell me what to do if I did not ask specifically your advice and don't act like it is prescriptive this will help be like I kind of do this and it kind of helps. I don't know. That's the thing. You can impart any kind of suggestion in the way that you do it. Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. Because I will give advice about, oh, you're doing a podcast? Oh, you're starting? Like, you know what's good? Yeah. You know what helped? You know what really worked well for me or this piece of gear or whatever? Not, you know, you know what you need to do? Yeah. That. My biggest pet peeve with drag, people think they know my perspective and style. <laughs> And then they will say something like this. You have to do a Nicki Minaj with this spoken word. You have to do this. Or send me just unsolicited videos of something. And be like, put this in your next number. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how about you shove that video right up your ass? <laughs> and I will never do it. I might have even been thinking about doing yeah. it. And now I will never yeah, do it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> with the Nicole Kidman AMC, I was like. I was told by too many people to do that. And I was by the like fifth time I just said, no, I, I can't. I won't. <laughs> no, period. I do not. That's it. I do not do that. I yeah. will not be doing that. Have you met me? I do not do that. And what sucks is I wanted to so bad. I know, but it'll, it would have been great. It just, it's, it's, it's a principle. It's not in so, the cards. Some would say it's vindictive or something. I don't care. It's a principle. It's like Beyonce and people asking for the visuals. <laughs> the queen gives you food. When she wants you to eat. Exactly. When, when the dish is ready. Treat yourself right and head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. Look at the reward tiers. See which one jumps out at you that you desire the most and then just go for it. Grab life by the suspenders and pull at patreon.com slash Craig and Friends.